Welcome to Front Office Pros. The NFL offseason is underway, and Joe and I are here to provide a way too early 2024 Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft, the Superflex Edition. You're not going to want to miss this. Hut, hut, hike! So me and Joe are going to uh, go back and forth. We're each going to go through 12 picks. So, Joe, who is your 101? Yeah, even though this is a super flex league, Steve, my 101 is going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. I just think this guy is just a can't-miss prospect. He's a safe bet to hit for you. Where quarterbacks, you know, we all have our idea that they could be good, but they're they're tougher to, to pan out. I feel like a lot has to go right for those guys to pan out and even though prospects look like they can't miss there's a lot of different variables with quarterbacks but this guy's just really impressive with his downfield ability you know his body control some of the catches he was able to make along the sidelines and you know for touchdowns as well was absolutely incredible Uh, you know so I think this is the the top guy that you're going to want in your dynasty fantasy football drafts you know I had thought about that as well but for my one-on-one, I went with Caleb Williams. To me, to me, Caleb Williams, man, I mean, I, I like a lot of things about him. He has a completion percentage of above 66.6% for the past two seasons. He's His touchdown interception ratio is very good. 30 touchdowns to five picks. Last year it was, or two years, I should say, 42 touchdowns, five picks. That was the year he won the Heisman. And he also has the rushing aspect, too. He had 121 rushing yards with 11 touchdowns. And then the other year, in the year before, his Heisman year, he had 382 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. He's 6'1", 215. And, Joe, uh, you know, you and I are going to disagree about this guy, but to me, he's got all the flair. He can throw off platform. This is what the NFL looks like today. So, for me, he's the type of guy that people say is is close to Patrick Mahomes. So to me, why would you want to pass up on a possible Patrick Mahomes type player? I think that Caleb Williams is the type of guy, especially in a super flex league, that you got to draft number one. You, you know who else was supposed to be the next Patrick Mahomes? Who? Zach Wilson. How that's not even close. Now? That's not even close. Hey, hey, I'm just saying that's exactly what I understand that, but they're, like, they're night and day. They're night and day. It's a BYU Cougar versus a USC Trojan slash Oklahoma. How have USC quarterbacks worked out in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, he was in Oklahoma before. Yeah. You can't look at it that way anymore. With all the transferring that goes on, it doesn't matter where they play in college. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing that could help him, if the rumors are true here, Kingsbury, if he ends up getting hired by the Bears and the Bears take him, that's going to be very friendly for him. Uh, I think – he's going to be potentially a better fantasy quarterback than he is a quarterback in real life. Yeah, I know you feel that way. I'll be curious to see where you slot him. So who do you have at the 102? At the 102, I'm going to go with the Heisman Trophy winner and go with Jaden Daniels. What? Wow. I am shocked. Wait a minute. You say all along that any player that's a Heisman, when have they ever panned out in the NFL? Right. And I'm talking, that's from an NFL perspective. This is fantasy football. This isn't the NFL. I I know that the reason I wouldn't take a Heisman Trophy winner is the quarterback position. They've never won a Super Bowl. And that's that's pure football talk. But we're talking fantasy football. And we're at the age of the dual threat guys, the running quarterbacks, score more points for fantasy. And look no further than this guy, Jaden Daniels, who uses his legs a ton, has incredible athletic ability, and also uses that run game to set up his passing ability. 
You look at the top quarterbacks in fantasy right now, guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. All those guys are dual threat, can throw the ball, and use their likes and score points for you. And this is why I've got him as the first quarterback off the board for fantasy here. I am shocked by this. And by the way, we do not know each other's <laughs> picks. So I am. this is not me pretending. I am truly shocked by this pick. So at the 102 for me, I'm going to go with wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, he's got you, – you mentioned it, Joe. He's got the bloodlines. And the only thing I like about it is that 6'4", 205, he's got a big frame. And he was able to do it not only with C.J. Stroud – but without C.J. Stroud. And that, to me, is really important because with C.J. Stroud, we see what he's able to do with the Houston Texans. So you could say, did one benefit the other or likewise? But now that it wasn't C.J. Stroud, he still had basically a similar season. He had twelve hundred over 1,200 yards. He had 14 touchdowns. He had 67 catches compared to 77 catches. It was basically a resemblance of the same year. So for me, that, that kind of kind of checks out for me and so i, I think he, he's a slam dunk of a pick yeah yeah he did he definitely is and got the bloodlines you know with his dad was an incredible player as well so yeah no complaints there all right joe who do you got at 103 103 we're gonna stay at the quarterback position but i'm not taking caleb williams gonna go with drake may over caleb williams Whoa! <laughs> and once again i'm sticking with the theme of the athletic ability and the the rushing the rushing ability that can take these guys' floors and give them the elevated ceilings, which, you know, there's no doubt Caleb Williams is a very safe player, going to give you the high floor. But I think Drake, Drake May, with his, he's got the throwing ability, um, and then he's also got, he's also showed he can run the ball as well. Um, so I think, I think he's got potential to possibly, this is, it's so interesting. Everybody was on Drake May, and then they've kind of stopped talking about him. But I think he's got potential to possibly be the be the guy that turns out to be the best out of this group. Wow, I I know how much of a Michael Penix fan you are, so I'm very surprised to still not yeah. hear his name Penix, called. Penix, I like in real life, but for fantasy, it's just not it, man. Like he doesn't mm. he doesn't have that rushing side, um, so I don't really like him as much. And it, I feel like. He he really reminds me a lot of Tua, and it, like Tua is not. Is that just because they're left-handed? It's not just because they're left-handed, but they both like have. They're both good processors, but I feel like they also have to have really clean pockets. They're not going to give you much from their legs. They've got they've got the passing and accuracy ability, but it, everything's just kind of got to flow within the offense. And if something gets kind of goes wrong and off schedule. That's, I mean, you saw it in the Michigan game, and that's and that's the one scary part for Penix. That's a good comp. No, I, I like that comp. I, I think that would, that would be better than I could think of. That, that was good, Joe. <laughs> so for my 103, I'm going with wide receiver Malik Neighbors. He's six foot 200. Guy had a great season. I uh, had 1,569 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. I want to say he was second uh, in the you know, BCS as far as receiving yards for a wide receiver. And here's the thing. LSU is a receiver factory. I think this is the next, I don't feel like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. I don't feel go to that high of, of a caliber of player, but he's the next guy in line that I think could be really, really good. This guy. Now this is going to be a little bit of a debate on my end, depending on landing spot. And you and I are both big on landing spot. Other people aren't. 
and I'm trying to be not as big on it because I've talked in the past about like a guy like Garrett Wilson for me, who I had way lower because he went to the Jets because I didn't believe in Zach Wilson, but he's still a good talent. So anyways, so kind of had a tangent there. Back Coming back here, depending on where Marvin Harrison goes, I could convince myself to put Malik Neighbors ahead of Marvin Harrison if he goes to a more friendly spot. Wow. I, I think the one thing that's going to help these guys is if the first like three picks are quarterbacks, it's going to help them go to a little bit of a more decent team than just like if they were taken like number one, number two overall, I think. Yeah. So who do you have Joe as your one Oh four? One Oh four. I've got, this is where I got Caleb Williams. Um, Why you have him in your first round? Well, yeah, he's good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my most of my complaints on him are for real life and why I wouldn't trust him in real life football. But once again, we're this is fantasy, and you know, obviously the the potential's there. And if he does pan out to be the next guy, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna you're gonna want to have this guy. So this is why I got him in the top five. But like I said, Steve, my complaints are him on the actual football field and his, uh, you know his emotions and everything like that, that doesn't affect fantasy. Football. But I feel like you're being too bashful for our listeners here. I mean, in private conversation, I believe I've heard you say that you will not draft this guy. Well, in reality, I can't draft this guy. I don't have any picks, but even if I did, I, I wouldn't draft him. but I mean, I'm so leaving, why do you have him fourth. I'm leaving my bias out of it. I'm trying to help people. And mm. even though I am that way with him, uh, you know, if he turns out that I'm going to look silly, but okay. So putting, putting your bias into the field, if you were to be completely biased, would you have him in your first round? I probably would still have him in the first round. I think I just have him later where a couple other quarterbacks are. Fair enough. My one Oh four is going to be quarterback Drake May six, four, two Joe, when I watch this guy, he reminds me of Josh Allen. The way that he, the way that he he the play breaks down and he kind of rolls you know he rolls out or like he's he gets close to the defender and then he just unorthodoxly throws it and the guy's open. I see a lot of that. You see some athleticism. He hurdles guys. He's able to. He's kind of more of a big body guy. He can run in. I, I he kind of scares me. Before like reviewing the tape, in my mind I was gonna like I had in my mind I was gonna fade this guy, but after I watched him, I'm like I don't know. He kind of reminds me of Josh Allen from a potential standpoint. I don't know about the arm as much. I don't know if he has as big of an arm. I have to kind of, you know, kind of do my research a little bit more on that. Uh, but you know, he he didn't as good. He did not have as good of a year this year. Two years ago, he, he threw for over four thousand yards, thirty-eight touchdowns, and seven picks, uh, with six hundred ninety-eight rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, you know, only had three thirty-six hundred, basically thirty-six hundred yards. 24 touchdowns, nine picks, nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, but I think the upside's there. I think it's possible because the NFL can be a little bit quirky sometimes. I think it is possible that Drake May could go number one in the NFL draft over Caleb Williams. Kind of like that Mitch Trubisky thing that happened. You know, even, I mean, obviously they're both Tar Heels, ironically. I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like Mitch Trubisky went early, and then Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson went later in that draft. Right. Yeah, so, Joe, who do you have as your 105? Yeah, 105, I, I've got wide receiver Malik Neighbors. 
Uh, like you said, I mean, I just I love the way this guy plays. He, he's very physical, and what he can do, you know, yards after catch is is just unmatched. Um, re- I really like his contested catch ability as well. I mean, people will say the one downside is his ability to kind of stay with that speed all the way down the field because he's more just quick off the off the ball in that way. But I'll I'll take the physical guy all day. I mean probably like a Debo Samuel type guy, you know, just going to break the tackles and take a break for the big one. So for 105, I'm going with wide receiver Rome Odunze, 6'3", 215. This is a tough one for me, Joe, but boy, he had a great year this past year. Ended up with 1,640 receiving yards, led the BCS, had 13 touchdowns. This guy's done it over two years. Two years ago, he had 1,145 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. A lot of the comparisons I've heard of him is Keenan Allen, and I see that with him. I I think it's possible that he may not test as well in the combine, but I think he's one of those guys who plays faster than what he will when he'll time. You know, one of those things. Kind of reminds me, different position, but, you know, think of like a guy like Isaiah Likely, right? Remember, he, he was great in Coastal Carolina did not perform well at the combine, but he plays faster than, you know, what his combine athletic measurements would say. I think he, I think he's a really good player. I, I've heard a couple mixed opinions on him, uh, but I think he could be the real deal depending on where he goes. Um, I, th- I think he's just a tier below neighbors and, and Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I have a feeling that your one Oh six is going to be Romo Dunze. No. Oh. Nope. Not okay. 106, but he but he's close. Okay. Who's 106? 106. I'm going with Brock Bowers. And I just I yes, you could have made the argument for Roma Dunze to go here, but there's just something about the differentiator at the tight end position. And we saw the rookie tight ends this year have some success, you know, Sam Laporta, Don Kincaid, and this guy, I mean, when people saw him as a fresh a freshman. In Georgia, everyone knew right away that this guy was going to be special and a Canvas prospect. Really like him. Um, I think you know, kind of like Kyle Pitts. Probably it's probably his his spot could determine a you know how well he does and maybe the quarterbacks and you know it depending on if the quarterback looks to throw over the middle and utilize the tight ends. But regardless, he's a he's a top prospect and. Uh, should be a differentiator like a Travis Kelsey type guy in your lineups. Yeah. So for me at the one Oh six, I also have tight end Brock Bowers, six, four, two forty. Joe, if we were to look at the tight ends over the past two years, he's probably the best as far as prospect goes since Kyle Pitts. I don't know if he'd be better than Kyle Pitts. It'd be pretty close, uh, but you know, he's been productive all three years. He's been at Georgia Last season, he only played 10 games, but he still had 56 catches, 714 yards, and six touchdowns. And that's without Stetson Bennett, you know, who obviously, you know, didn't really play much in the NFL um, because he had to leave. And you could say whatever you want about him, but he was a pretty steady hand (laughs) when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs. And so for him to be able to do this without him, he kind of, to me, showed that he was a little bit more quarterback proof in my view. But I like Bowers a lot. Like you said, I think he – I probably would – if I had to say off the top of my head, I probably would go Pitts, then Bowers. And then I'd say after that, I'd probably go Kincaid and then 
I think I had Mayer then Laporta the way I had it ranked um, before they before we find out what happened. But anyways, regardless, he's a top prospect. I almost put him at five. It's really close between him and, and Rome. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It was close to you know putting him up there with the top two receivers, but I think you know the fact that like I said, he plays the tight end. You need a differentiator, and his physicality at the catch is is great. So who do you got at the one hundred and seven, Joe? I said, told you it was close, Steve. At 107, I got Roma Dunze here. Um, you know, I got to like his size, playing at 6'3", 215 pounds. And like you said, I mean, I think people have a little bit of mixed feelings on him. Partially, I feel like because he's had Michael Penix and he's just been so accurate and just puts it on the money for him. But, I mean, he still is a really good route runner, creates the separation, and he's a, another uh, – can perform with the contested catches as well and i always like to see that so for my 107 i've got quarterback Jaden daniels the heisman winner joe you talked about him a little bit before he's 64210 to me you've got that dual ability with him you've got the passing upside and the rushing upside this is fantasy football it's where it's going to come big this guy's interesting the thing that scares me though is he's kind of a one-year wonder that's the thing that scares me you know, because two years ago he had 17 touchdowns, three picks, 11 rushing touchdowns, and 2,913 yards. That's just okay, right? Like that's that's nothing to like you know go crazy over. This past season, his Heisman Trophy year, 3,812 yards, 40 touchdowns, four picks, 10 rushing towns touchdowns, and 1,134 rushing yards. So I mean, I'm just nervous as to why was it just this year. Because Brian Kelly was there both years anyways. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like, what changed? Maybe it was just because he was there for a full offseason after the fair. You know, he went through the system once, then he felt better the second year. I'm not sure. But I'm a little worried he's a bust. And that's why I don't have him rated as high. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, he's definitely risky, but the upside is definitely there. And I feel like with his rushing ability, we already kind of, you know, we saw a guy like Anthony Richardson who's a pretty raw prospect, but his rushing ability before he got hurt was putting him on the map to be one of the top quarterbacks. And Daniels with that same rushing, you know, upside could very well be in the same kind of type of candidate there. So interestingly enough, Joe, you and I now have the same players drafted through seven. So this is something new between you and me. So what do you got at the 108? Interesting. We kind of had this on our last video. We kind of had that run for a little bit there, just, Obviously, different rankings, but same players. See if we can keep it going. At number eight, I've got uh, Kayon Coleman. Um, mm. He's a big physical wide receiver, 6'4", 215. And just really like his ability to make those tough contested catches on those jump balls. He doesn't have, you know, the top end speed or this real speed. Like some of those other guys we talked about, the neighbors and the dunes of the world. But this guy's just a big target. He's going to be a big red zone target. And... That's probably to start, but I'm interested to see how he kind of progresses. But it's hard to find, a, you know, a big physical wide receiver like that and a guy that's got strong hands. He's actually a guy I don't have in my top 12. I oh. think I'm a little concerned about his ability to separate. I know he's people are enamored by the, you know, big bodied receiver, you know, and possibly red zone targets. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a little concerned just based on his lack of explosiveness. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that would be the that would be the knock on him. But 
I don't know, there's something to be said with just being able to get a quarterback to throw a jump ball to this guy, and he's probably going to win more than more than not. When I watched him, he kind of reminded me of Cortland Sutton, to be honest with you. Yeah, and we, uh, Broncos fans always say it's not a 50-50 ball to Cortland Sutton. It's more like a 60-40 or a 70-30 ball. Oh, boy. <laughs> so for my 108, I've got quarterback Michael Penix Jr., 6'3", 213 pounds. Had a fantastic year. He's the only quarterback, I believe, since Patrick Mahomes that has thrown for over 4,500 yards in a, in a consecutive season, which I know you probably were going to say why you like him so much. He's in the against me. <laughs> yeah, he almost threw for 5,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, 11 picks. Problem is he doesn't have the rushing upside, like you said. The guy's got a beautiful deep ball. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I see him getting drafted in the late first, early second, and depending on the team – that might be needing a quarterback. It might be one of those things. If it's the perfect landing spot, he could do really well. He's a guy that I'd be really concerned about. You don't want it to be a Will Levis Hendon Hooker situation like last draft, because if it is, then his value is going to go down the tubes. Yeah. Also think, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's going to need kind of like two. He's going to need the warm weather or like a dome as well. I don't know if this is a guy mm. that's going to be able to, with withstand the different you know variables i know he did he was able to uh play a game against oregon at home where it was kind of warmer and rainy and washington was able to win that game but no i i hear you i think it, i mean it, the injuries are my biggest concern that is another concern because he's had, he's had a couple of season-ending injuries and teams are going to look into it i think based on medical teams are going to probably rule him out yeah i think the one advantage like you're saying with those if he's at the end, you have some better teams. He's an older, mature quarterback at 24 years old. Um, and I think that, you know, his team that's looking to more so to win now and get more immediate success is going to like that. All right, Joe, who do you got at your 109? 109, I'm going to go with wide receiver Troy Franklin. And this guy's got a lot of speed. Um, I think he's got potentially. You know, probably not going to be a wide receiver one on a team, but um, probably got potential to be wide receiver two for you. Um, but the main thing is just his able to, with his route running and tracking the ball, and like I said, that top end speed is uh, why I got him here. Interestingly enough, Joe, at my 109, I also have Troy Franklin, 6'3", 187. Like you said, the speed really shows. And for a guy that's so tall, too, usually I feel like you and the speed guys usually they're usually like five eleven, you know. So for him or to be six, six foot, yeah. yeah. So for him to be six three, he's got that height. He had a great season, eighty one catches, over a thousand yards, fourteen touchdowns. Really liked what I saw this. I like I liked what I saw on tape with from this guy. Yeah, definitely hard not to like him. All right, Joe, who do you got for one ten? One ten. I'm staying with my theme of the athletic and running ability and going to go with quarterback Bo Nix. Interesting. I think, I think if he goes to the right spot, honestly, it scares me a little bit, but I could see the Broncos <laughs> going with a guy like this. Um, I think he would fit what Sean Payton wants to do with getting his, you know, getting the ball out of the hands quickly um, and those slants. And that's the one thing people, you know, question is, big play and throws down the field because he's more of the find the open guy and just dip it down short and kind of dink and dunk down the field. And I think that could fit what Sean Payne wants to do. So I think he's one of the guys that 
would fit the Broncos. But I think the the rushing upside is the reason I like him more than more than Penix, and I give it I get Bo Nix the edge here. Interesting. I do not have Bo Nix in my top twelve. Uh, not as encouraged as you are as far as what he's been able to do in college. Hey, I know it's kind of a mixed bag. He had, you know, really good year this year at Oregon, but the traits are there. And I think depending on where he goes, it, you know, he could be an interesting guy. So my 110 here, this is a prospect of mine that I think could rise up the charts for me. I think he's becoming a favorite for me. That's wide receiver Brian Thomas out of LSU, 6'4", 205. My concern with him is he's kind of a one-year wonder, and that's the thing that makes me worry because anytime you have a one-year wonder, you just says, what, what was the reason why he wasn't performing before? But, man, he had an electric year, 17 total touchdowns, 68 catches, 1,177 yards. And what I like about him, I hope the Bills get him. And the reason why I like him so much, he reminded me of Stephon Diggs, when the play breaks down, this guy can just loop around, wheel around. He's always moving. He's always finding that open pocket of space uh, to get the, the catch. And he makes big catches, too. I think this guy, I think if he performs well, I can see this guy as a riser in the NFL draft. I, I really like him a lot. He's a guy I could definitely, it's really yet in the process, but he's a guy I'm keeping my eye on. Hmm, interesting. There is something to be said about that. Um, being that Jaden Daniels is his quarterback, he's used to the quarterbacks kind of buying time and playing the scramble drill. And I think, like you said, Buffalo would need that type of wide receiver. Um, and not, not all guys and wide receivers are really good at that scramble drill and finding ways to get open. So I think the fact that he's got that experience and going on a team with a quarterback like that would make a lot of sense. So who do you have as your 111, Joe? 111. Uh, finally, I've got quarterback. Michael Penix Jr. I mean, I, I like Michael Penix a lot, uh, especially just for, like you said, the traditional NFL. Um, but from the fantasy perspective, I just think he's got a lot. He's a cow risk, right? You mentioned the injuries. And then also, like I mentioned, just I kind of worry about his lack of rushing ability and then his ability to kind of play when things aren't going right for him. So my 111, this might come to a shock to you, Joe. But it's going to be running back Blake Corum out of the Michigan Wolverines. Wow, I am surprised. I don't even have him. I know. I'm surprised that the homer doesn't have him. Here's the thing. The guy is just, he gets it done. He's 5'8", 213. And usually you know that 5'8", rule. I, know, I, just I don't say, like it. I know. He puts him right off the docket for you. I know, but I'm cha- <laughs> I'm turning a new leaf. And, right. and you watch this guy. To me, he was the Michigan offense, in my view. Maybe that's too, I'm being too generalistic with that. Uh, but, you know, he was phenomenal. He had 27 rushing touchdowns this past season, 18 before that. He's been a thousand yard rusher the past two seasons. He's got a lot of tread in those tires. Um, he doesn't have as much ability in the receiving game. He's probably going to be a 1B, maybe not a 1A. He's got, but, I think he's got more receiving capability. The Michigan just didn't use him that way. And I feel like, um, J.J. McCarthy is another guy that doesn't really dump it down either. No, I don't think so either. So he's the guy, I don't know. I mean, he's had a – I'm going with proven production over upside, and that's why I got Quorum here. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I always – I don't know. I just – the running back prospects are interesting. It's not a very good running back class this year. 
So I think it'd be hard to take one in the in the first round. But I mean, there there's something to be said. Like you said, he's not the biggest guy, but he just played. He's got so much heart, and he just has that physicality and just want to. And I think that'll kind of push him over the edge. All right, Joe, what do you got for your last pick in the first round? Last pick in the first round, I'm going with wide receiver Xavier Worthy out of Texas. And for this guy, you know, he's really exciting. I know he's a small guy. Like we said, he's, you know, under the 170-pound mark. But, you know, people are also worried about that with Devonta Smith. And all he does is go down the field and make big plays. And this guy's got that same type of explosive vertical speed. He's got a quick accelerator. And then I feel like he's also a guy that, you know, you can line him outside or in the slot as well and really take advantage of a mismatch. At 1.12, I also have Xavier Worthy. Guy, he kind of reminds me a little bit. He's not as short, but he kind of reminds me as uh, Mar- Marquise Brown almost. Well, he's, he's, he has some explosiveness to him, like you said. And what I like about it is he really was productive all three years at Texas, which I know some people don't care about. To me, I like to see a body of work, and he definitely proved that. He's a guy, this wide receiver class, we left a lot of names on there. There's a lot, this wide receiver yeah. class is probably the deepest that I can remember in the past two years since I've been really heavily like grading and looking into the college prospects. Yeah, definitely. And for Dynasty, you know, wide receivers is a great investment in the first round just because of their longevity. That's why I kind of try to stay away from the running backs in the first round. It's burned me in the past. Just they, they don't, they don't last that long. And you know, just your return on your investment, go quarterback, wide receiver. They'll play a lot longer for you. All right, Joe, before we wrap it up, why don't you just give the people at home a rundown. What was your picks, 1 through 12? Yeah, 1 through 12, starting at number 1, I've got wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Number 2, I've got quarterback Jaden Daniels. Number 3, I've got quarterback Drake May. And number 4, I've got quarterback Caleb Williams. Number 5, wide receiver Malik Neighbors. Number six, tight end Brock Bowers. Seven, wide receiver Roma Dunze. At eight, wide receiver Kayon Coleman. At nine, wide receiver Troy Franklin. At 10, quarterback Bo Nix. At number 11, quarterback Michael Penix Jr. And finally, at number 12, wide receiver Xavier Worthy. Yeah, so for me, I had number one, quarterback Caleb Williams. Number two, wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Number three, wide receiver Malik Neighbors. Number four, quarterback Drake May. Number five, wide receiver Rome Odunze. Number six, tight end Brock Bowers. Number seven, quarterback Jaden Daniels. Number eight, quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Number nine, wide receiver Troy Franklin. Number 10, wide receiver Brian Thomas. Number 11, running back Blake Corum. And number 12, wide receiver Xavier Worthy. So this was our way too early way too early 2024 rookie mock draft these are going to change i can tell you that after we see the combine after we find out where they're going in the landing spot joe and i are big believers in that but nevertheless we're here to give that to you and make sure you monitor our channel because we're going to keep talking about these prospects as those different events happen in the nfl because that's going to change and we're here to give you any advice that we can If you also enjoy this type of thing, just recently we did a video redrafting the 2023 rookie draft that was a pretty impactful draft in our opinion. So we gave you our thoughts on how we would draft if we were to draft today. You're going to want to check that out. 
We'll be having videos the rest of the off season. So make sure you continue to tune in. Thanks so much for watching and until next time.